podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Roden Podcast. Stay tuned to hear all things LFC. Mella, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, you beauty! What a hit, son! What a hit! Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! Yeah! Salah took it, rolled it up here for Nunez to win it! The Liber Bird soars! Welcome to Season 3 of the Roden Podcast. Today I'm joined by comedian Carl Porter. Welcome to the podcast, first of all, mate. It's good to have you on. I appreciate you having me. Now, how's things? Obviously been a bit chaos for you lately i know i know it is anyway as a comedian but in terms of obviously the video what what we'll come on to but you feel like you're everywhere at the minute oh yeah it's it's just like they're really like like crazy and just like overwhelming like just to see what's going on like like i've been doing gigs and then just having people go you're the slow-mo guy aren't you it's just like yeah yeah i just just mad situations, and it's just like I just turn to whoever I'm with and be like, "What is going on?" Like, you know what I mean? It's just that, yeah, yeah, it's chaotic. Well, <clears throat> let's just let's just introduce you first of all. So, this is Carl Porter for everybody listening. Um, Carl's a stand-up comedian and has obviously hit a lot of screens recently, more so with the stand uh, with the slow mo celebration. For me, it looks like a Shira celebration. But let's go with the accent first, okay? So, obviously, people are listening, Liverpool supporters. Quite a few scousers. Where did your love come from, Liverpool? Clearly, is you're not from Liverpool yourself. Yeah, it's mad actually. I might get myself in trouble, but like I'm originally from Manchester. Um, you see, you see, in sense, didn't you? So that's it. I think just as soon as I knew what football was, I was like, yeah, like it was weird. I think it was like early noughties where like I just started to like kind of know what football was. Like you know, you get these people who are like, yeah, yeah, I'm a footy fan from the womb, mate, and it's just like can't even talk, right? Um, so yeah, I kind of like developed where I think when it was Owen and Gerard, like when they were in the like kind of together, like on the that making a name for themselves and stuff, that was when I sort of like drifted towards them and was like, Whoa, check this out. Um so yeah, I think around nine nine years old I was, I think. Something like that. What so whereabouts in Manchester are you from and what was it like being a red? Because I've got a I've got an uncle who lives in um Salford and he's a Liverpool supporter and it's a bit mad. Oh, you just got to keep quiet. You just got to wear your jersey like you are now, just indoors with blinds down and that. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, was, it was weird. So I only lived in like Manchester till I was like six, seven, like seven years old. And then my family's like lived in Lancashire ever since. But then I went to uni at Salford and lived there for like 10 years after, like as well as uni. So it was a bit like mad because you couldn't obviously like, you know, I mean, you just wouldn't see day of light again, would you? So it's weird. Like, so I feel like what your uncle like, um, yeah, it's... Uh, that on the other side of the water, in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dark side. Okay, so let's get into your comedy. It's a, it's a weird conversation this to have with people because it's it's one of them. Like, when did you first think you was funny? Do you know what I mean? I can't really. How, yeah, how did yeah. you get into it? Um, I guess like in in like like after school, I uh like I did like performing arts, and then I just used to kind of like fuck about. I guess. Um, sorry for language. Like, um, no, no, yeah, I just used to, like mess around at uni, uh, college, and then. I think I found out in the last year, like there was a uh, there was a comedy course, which is mad at Salford Uni, and everyone was just saying, "Oh, just go for it! Like you're funny, like you should just do it and see what happens." So I was like, "Yeah," I obviously went and did that, and then um, but stand up didn't really come to life 
until like properly anyway, um, until like 2019. So I did like the odd gig from 2014 to 17. I only did like five to 10 gigs in three years and then just stopped. And then in 2019, I just remember having a conversation with a guy and he just kind of like put it in my head where he's like, you know, you should be doing comedy, something related, even if it's stand up or TV or something. And then it kind of like stuck with me. And then ever since then, I've just been doing comedy. And what's it like when it was obviously you must get pretty nerves before. I, don't, I wouldn't say every gig, but what, what's the nerves like when before you go out onto stage? Oh, shit, it, to be fair, because um, there's comedians who can like eat like a pizza like five minutes beforehand. And I've got to eat like five hours before. Yeah. Like I just like even like drinking beer and stuff. Like I can't, I can't drink alcohol, eat. I'm just like dread of nerves. Um, probably most gigs, to be honest, just because like I guess. When you care about something, like you want it just to go well, don't you? Even though, yeah. like, with comedy, it goes either way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously, you you do a lot of work at the hot water. I've seen you on know, there, and the frog and bucket. This this seems to pick up. Like every comedian goes on about the frog and bucket, back from where it starts and things like that. What's so special about it? It's a weird one. So I literally just did my first weekend, just gone at the frog and bucket. Yeah. Um, I guess like it was like it's kind of home for comedy because it was it was genuinely my first gig. Um, so for me, it's kind of personal when if I do a gig there, it means more. Like maybe because I'm from Manchester as well, like even though I'm a Liverpool fan, but like it is like home turf, so it like it means like like more to you if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you say you're living in Lancashire now, is that right? Yeah, I live in Blackpool at the minute. As you Blackpool, hence the seagulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. How are you? So, know the gigs. Obviously, they're all around the country. And how many are you doing a night? When you um, well, I'll do like it's mainly one a night. I mean, I think if I drove because I just like commute with trains and buses and stuff. If I need to get to gigs, um, but like I'm probably doing like three, four, like average a week. I mean, I, I may do more. Say like one time I might have like I think at one time I did like six gigs in one week, but it was just because it was just like they all fitted in the same week so I could do them. And how do you find that? So obviously you do this. I always wonder this question. So obviously people do the same material while they're doing these shows. Yeah. And you have to stay animated. You have to stay on top of it. Do you ever you know, think, fuck, I'm going to say this again? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Like obviously from the frog, I did like a Friday night and then a Saturday matinee and then the Saturday night, same set. Um, yeah. But I feel like if you do your stronger stuff, what you feel goes, like, goes down better than all other your material then it's just easy to stick with that but you know sometimes you might not be everyone's cup of tea so you could go in with your strong 20 on like a Tuesday night die on stage but then go to a gig on Wednesday and then smash it so comedy's a weird one isn't it because it's like like you know everyone's cup of tea yeah so that moment of dying on stage then like I can't think of anything worse but when that happens how do you recover from that um I don't know I just I don't know if I just got a weird like switch in my brain where like I'll do it and I'll feel a bit like oh like like I just want to get off but then like the next gig I'm like let's go you know what I mean like you know it, it can only get better from that I guess yeah is that is there a trick so let's say something's struggling or it's not going down well do you ever look at someone and think right I'm gonna fucking bully you for the next 10 minutes <laughs> you know what no because I'm not one of them comedians where you know like Paul Smith who just fucking terrorizes someone oh. from, like I just it's not I mean I've spoke to people in the crowd but I've never, like, like my material's, like, very, like, animated, physical, like, observational, so I just act things out, and then, I mean, sometimes, you know, I could be doing a 20-minute set, and about seven minutes in, 
I'm like flat as anything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've got 13 minutes left. So I just yeah. like roll with it, just like just do it. You know what I mean? And let's talk about the slow mo celebration then. Um, where did you come up with this first of all? Where did you think, and why did you think you could do it? <laughs> and then the reaction. Tell me about. Um, again, I don't know if it's just a well. When I was a kid, I just used to like watch. Like, obviously, I'm a big footy fan. I watch it religiously, and I used to like. As a kid, you mesmerised. Like when you see your team score, I'll just be like watching it, like going, and then just acting it out and that. Like you know, just in my room being a little, like right game, like <laughs> virgin in. Like, you know, just upstairs like doing that and stuff. And then I also obviously worked at a football stadium as well for like six years. So I was like in the core of it, where I could like pick up things, observe things, write it down. And then I thought the footy thing would like. Because most people can relate to football, um, and then obviously with the kind of uh, the slow mo goal celebration, it was. I think I just tried it once, where I thought, like, it's different. You know what I mean? It's not anything anyone really does, because like, it's like in you know, it's not in normal motion. So, yeah. <clears throat> obviously, tried it once, and then just developed it more and more, probably over like the last six months. And then, I mean the, <clears throat> I mean the response from it was just like never expected it. You know, because sometimes you expect like get like a few thousand like you know like views and you're like what's in it but then yeah that one just like it, it is a mad one isn't it because that can either go so well or it can go to absolute shit can't it because obviously it's quiet as anything and you're yeah. acting something else um it, it's done unbelievably well hasn't it you, are you tending to find that there's more business coming in for you and more and more interactions things like that yeah i guess like because uh the clip itself it's not a lot of interaction if you know what i mean like with the crowd i'm not like i literally say one thing at the beginning and then it's kind of like what's going on here like you know what i mean there's not a lot of talking so from that obviously yeah the clip's done really well and i've got like like quite a few opportunities from it so which is good and um, you know it's gone it's kind of like drove me in the right direction i guess yeah because and it only takes that one thing doesn't it you feel like do you feel like that was your moment to take yourself to the mm. next step yeah definitely i think for me that you know like i said with how it blew up so fast and it's kind of still going in a way like I never expected yeah. like you know like the views it's got so I couldn't probably ask for anything better to be fair to kind of like get me started if you like in the comedy and what's next MEN um yeah I mean obviously like you know that's the dream that's the end goal um but now it's kind of like just just graft as much as I can on the scene take every opportunity what comes and just see see where the journey kind of goes from there yeah I kind of feel like with stuff like this though obviously Let's be honest, you'd never get a sudden of trying something out where you've tried out there. <laughs> it's it, it kind of feels like it's a it's a bit of a northern thing and everyone sort of loves that with, with comedy, let's say, that you you can feel them and you know, you understand them as a person just from one thing. It's it's a mad it's a mad thing. Like Peter Kay, for instance, I'm not saying you're Peter Kay, but yeah. you go back in the day when he used to do all these type of things, everyone's like, Oh fucking hell yeah. Oh, we've done that all yeah, after yeah. that. I think that's great. Keep it going, mate. It's brilliant. No, I appreciate it. Nice one. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Reds. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll get into the first thing on them. This summer, obviously, transfers, everyone, all the Twitter virgins, all the transfer gurus, yeah, yeah. they're all out of course. <laughs> and then Saudi Arabia comes over and takes on midfield. What was your thoughts on that when I first started? I mean, it was a weird one because they were linked to half the team at one point. Like Alisson... Yeah. Uh, Gomez, Matic, Salah, and then like Fabinho's gone. Uh, Henderson, F uh, Fabinho. It was, it was really a surprise because 
I felt like if Fabinho and Henderson, like if one of them left, I thought, right, there's a hole to fill. Like, yeah. you know, to, like one of them to commute with, like, you know, to um, connect with each other, like gel. Like, but then, you know, both of them going, like they were like kind of the like bulk of like what we've done over the last five or six years. So it was a massive like kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, we really need to spend, like spend big. Um, I'm still sketchy about, you know, obviously we've had an unbelievable start, but, you know, you still kind of question like, have we got what it takes to, you know, get top four, like tra- challenge for a couple of trophies? I don't know. So, I mean, it's interesting to see where this team can like gel and, and go. What was your thoughts on the last few days when um, Saudi were just banging on the door for Salah? <clears throat> I, I literally thought he was going to go, you know, because I thought like, yeah, in some sense, because I thought 150 million got rejected and then I am coming back in for like over 200 million. I thought, I mean, Salah's like, he literally is like the king. Like over the last five, six years, and what he's done is just, you know, no one can really, you know, do that again, like replicate that. I think in our lifetime, maybe. But yeah, it was kind of like 200 mil would, you know, my kind of ideal thing was like if he did go, get Mbappe next year. Sounds like mad, but he's the only person really you look at now and think, you know, he's obviously connected with Liverpool because his mum's a fan. I think his mum or sister. And I just think, you know, Klopp, he doesn't want to play for Klopp. Um, if we get Champions League, you know, it's kind of the perfect scenario. But it's sad if he did go. But I am buzzing he stayed. I'm absolutely over the Yeah. Well, I was kind of in that boat. It's like you get another season out of them and yeah. hopefully get whatever we do, whether we challenge or whether we get in the top four, it sort of does rest on Salah playing in that side, doesn't it? Like if, if he was to have gone and we had no, we hadn't been there to bring anyone in, that would have been that gone, wouldn't it? Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, people talk about, you know, we've got Nunes, Jota, Salah, Diaz, uh, Gakpo, but no one can fill Salah because he's pretty much only the right winger we've got as well. Like, Diaz is left. He could probably shift, but then if Diaz, Diaz goes over, who's filling the gap if Salah goes? So, but Salah's just, he's, he's just like what he's done. You know what I mean? He's like the fifth all-time goal scorer, 20-plus goals every season. Like, he's, yeah, no one can replace him. He's, he's literally been our best player, probably best signing on the clock. I reckon. Good statement, but I'd, you'd say so, wouldn't you? You can't argue with the numbers. No, that's what I mean. You know, you look at Allison Van Dyke as well, but you know, we, uh, it's just done so, so much. Like, you know, he's won PFA Player of the Year multiple times, Golden Boot three times, robbed of the Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. Uh, Definitely. You know, and he's won every trophy, like he won as a Premier League, pretty much. Like, but that was probably his, not like his worst season, but I think he got like 19 goals. It was his only season where he didn't hit the 20 mark, but. So important, and look what he's done to United as well over the last five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, can't argue. I think it was, do you know what? This news come out about Salah the week before the air window shut when conveniently we were playing Newcastle as well, didn't it? Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Yeah, because it was obviously there connected with air owners, and you know, um, there was talk about apparently us getting taken over and stuff, but you know, obviously, we've got money as well. Even if we did say, like, even if we kept Salah like next year, because we went in for Casado, didn't we? So there's obviously money there because he's advertised at the owner. So you think, like, you know, we didn't get Casado, then we got, was it Endo for 17 mil? And I was like, yeah. you know, like, nothing against him, but you think 110 mil to 17 mil, it's like, just go all yeah. out. You know, it's, 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 usually, it's usually quality over quantity in terms of what you want, but it was underwhelming, wasn't it? Like, it went someone, you've gone from Casado, and I was thinking, we get him. I think that's the game changer. We win oh. the league. We win everything. And then when it <laughs> fell through, I was like, shit. 
Yeah, and then Lafayette as well. Like, it's so embarrassing because I was just like, God, it's not one. Like, it's the same team. He's just like, he's gone, yeah, I'm going to Chelsea, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. Oh, like, just painful. Such a painful week. I open my eyes, right? And, and, you know, excuse me for anyone who's listening from London, but London's at the shithole as well. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. But it's mad, isn't it? Because everyone was putting the opinion across saying, like, London's like the you know, biggest city. There's more there, but. It's expensive, isn't it? You know what I mean? To even go there for a weekend. So just come Liverpool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Cheap, cheap and cheerful, smoky rose. Send go down to the hot water on a Sunday. You know what I mean? It's, it's all green. Okay. So I'm, I, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up or bring him up, let's say, but I'm going to anyway, just because I feel like every conversation I have about him, about Liverpool, is about him. Um, Sobersly. What have your thoughts about him so far? Oh, mate. He's a. Uh... He's special. Like he's genuinely like he's that beast. Like we kind of need controls games. Like you know, he's just kind of like runs at players. Like possession. Like he's so key. I think over the last four games, like he's definitely someone who we've needed. He's young, hungry, literally from Hungary as well. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gorgeous as well, isn't it? That's you know, can't like no else aside. Oh, number eight. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I was just like, obviously, I wind my girlfriend up like that with the phone going, Hungarian captain. He's brilliant. Absolute class. Okay. And your thoughts so far? Obviously, it's only, we're early into the season. Um, the Europa League is due to start next six weeks, four to six weeks. Um, what are your thoughts so far with the start? Um, I think it's. Um, I like, couldn't be happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you can't win every single game, but I think we should have had four and four because the Chelsea game, it was just, should have had that, you know. Um, but, you know, Newcastle, three points away, draw at the bridge, comfortable win against um, Bournemouth in the end. And then I think it was uh, Villa as well. That was even more comfortable. Like, I didn't expect that like, because we struggled for clean sheets as well. So yeah. I was always a bit like, you know, because I think everyone was talking about our midfield being weak. That's kind of like, tied itself up in a way for now but then you're still a bit like you know we sh- still should have got a defender because like if Van Dijk or Canate got injured um, but to be fair I thought if them got injured we might struggle but you know Matip and Gomez did a job against Villa so couldn't complain but it's I mean it's interesting to see what happens because like I said I didn't no one really expected us to do this well so far so you know looking forward though yeah yeah I'm, well I'm with you as soon as um you know, Canata is not going to give you 38 Premier League games. That's the problem. And obviously, the Van Dijk suspension is just, it's a bit of a shitter, isn't it? Um, so then, Gomez and Matip, I was worried because the both, let's be honest, made out of biscuits. So, um, yeah. I was thinking, well, if you're not spending the money on Caicedo, we need to, you know, if you've got Endo cheap, maybe go out and splash on a, a defender. But who are we? <laughs> That's it. Well, you, you kind of think, like, because you look at some of our, like, like our, uh, like our midfield, we'd not, like, I think before we got in midfielder this year, our last kind of um, like midfield, like in terms of starting, was a uh, I think it was Tiago, yeah. Like so you know we'd not spent anything there, and I think it's creeping up as well on the uh, defense. I think Canate over the last three years, nearly four years, he's our kind of only player we spent, I you know bought in, in that area. So you know I think January maybe like we may have to look at maybe getting someone or hundred percent in the summer next year. Yeah. Um, so it's, but you know, I mean, because it, it's the same with like Trent as well. Like, I thought we were going to get a right back, to be honest, but he's, he's not been 
up like really bad like he was last year. He's done, you know, he's done like really good. But like you want to push him in that midfield. He changed, he changed a lot, and we yeah. had changed a lot like last ten games of last season. He was brilliant in that uh, position. And what would you think was be a successful season for us this season? Obviously, anyone who puts up a fight with City deserves to win the league because they're an absolute oil machine, aren't they? No pun. Um, they are a machine. Um, yeah. What's your successful season then? Um, well, saying what you said about City, you know, we're the only team to actually take a title off in the last six exactly. years. You know? So, successful season would obviously get to top four, top four Champions League football and maybe win the Europa League, maybe go on a run in Europe. I mean, everyone knows what we're like in Europe. It's just it's that Anfield factor. You know what I mean? It's just like something happens and obviously you've got to wait for when the knockout draws come, you know, if we get through because whoever comes from the Champions League. But, you know, I think it's, I think we're definitely a favourite already, I guess. I just hope Sevilla don't get Sevilla don't get knocked out and we end up fucking getting them again. <laughs> Didn't you do it on purpose, you know? They just go, oh, we, you know, we'll finish third. Yeah, but we've got to check. Nah, we'll just go in Europe League, win that for a seventh time. Getting boring. Let us have it. Not won it since 2001. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, last question then. Um, obviously, we've talked about the club and about your comedy. Um, the manager himself, I, I ask everyone this because I, I always like to hear what people have to say. Um We've had a mad time before him. Let's say we, we got close with Brendan Rodgers on that year and then it sort of went downhill. What's your thoughts on Klopp himself? I think he's just like once in a lifetime game changer for us because, you know, you talk about <clears throat> Brendan Rodgers, you know, we had that. Because for some reason, before he came in, Klopp, we had a lot of managers who went close to the title, but that like the year after just crumbled. Like Benitez, 0809. Rogers, 2013-14, same with Julier in 2001. But, you know, Klopp obviously got 97 points in the 2018-19 season, won Champions League. And then you think, oh, you know, we want that Premier League. But then he went, we have to get 99 points to win the league. Yeah. So, yeah, what he's done is like, he's God, isn't he? Like, you know, we're never going to get, he's like United's Ferguson, you know what I mean? You're never going to get a manager like him. Like, he's the first one you look at to keep, like Carragher said it last year, I think, he's like, he's the one you look at first, you change everything before the manager because he's done he's done everything and hopefully, you know, he stays stays like Fergie did at United. Just stay. You know what I mean? I just can't imagine a, a Liverpool side but also No not now. He, he's I don't want him. No, no. It's like eight years now, I think next month. Uh eighth of October if I'm being a gimp, I think he came. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's my birthday month, so I'm just like Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what he's done is phenomenal and you know, he's just given us so many good memories. You know, I think maybe if he could win the league before he leaves and have an actual parade this time, that'll be like everything. Because, like, you know, we deserve that regardless of what anyone else says. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, he stays. Because like, he's done it twice before when I think his missus like turned around and said, no, I'll just stay, sign another two years. So, you know, might have to just get everyone to get hold of his wife and that and say, make him stay. You know? I was going to say that. Surely someone's holding his missus to ransom for her to want to stay here. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Because like, she loves it as well as him. So, you know, yeah. Ho- hopefully he stays because he's, he's done nothing but wonders with the budgets as well. You know what I mean? He's not like City, United, Chelsea where he just spends like... Because he's not being able to, you know. Because if there's one manager you want to give money to and just give him anything he wants, regardless of what he does with it, it's Jürgen, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, he's yeah he's a genius. Best manager of my life, that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on that one. Um, okay, let's call it a pod there, mate. I know you've got stuff on as well. Yeah, man. 
thanks for taking your time out today and obviously I wish you all wish you all the luck with your comedy. It's it's yeah, man. Really probably getting bigger and better. Yeah, Where can everyone find you? Just find me on Instagram, Carl Porter Comedy, with a K. People tend to search C. So when I get letters, what say C Porter? I just bin them, and then my missus is like, "Well, well, it's a it's an eviction notice." I'm like, "Good luck to him." To me. Yeah, and then I'm on the end But yeah, Carl Porter Comedy, if you can find me on Instagram. All right. Nice one, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast, and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod, and on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod. 